back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, May 4th edition. Loaded 15-game slate on tap. Absolutely loaded. So many ways to go about this. Hope everybody's had a good week and ready for the weekend. But, man, we have, yeah, decisions to be made. Uh, do you pay for pitching? Do you take all the bats? Do you do a little bit of both? There's so, so many ways to go. On this 15-game slate, it's going to be an interesting one to see how it all pans out for you. And let's just not waste time. Let's get into it. Your totals, Indians, Yankees, 9.5, Phillies, Nationals, 8.5, Rockies, Mets, 8.5, Marlins, Reds, 9, Jays, Rays, 8, Giants, Braves, 9, Red Sox, Rangers, 9.5, Twins, Red Sox, 9, Pirates, Brewers, 8.5, Cubs, Cardinals, 8.5, Tigers, Royals, 9, Dodgers, Padres, 7.5, Astros, Diamondbacks, 8. Orioles, A's, 9. Angels, Mariners, 8.5. So you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12 of the 15 games have 8.5 or higher. So we have some definite potential offense on tap here. Weather-wise, you got wind blowing out pretty hard in Yankee Stadium from the Indians and the Yankees to left field. Slight chances of rain there. Dies off as the Knights and maybe a late start. Philly, Washington blowing out hard to right. Yankees, or not, Colorado, Rockies, and the Mets blowing hard out the center. Chance of rain there. Miami, Cincinnati blowing out hard to right. Baltimore, Oakland blowing out hard to right center. Then Dodgers, Padres, a massive chance of thunderstorms in the area. So that one, is, at this moment, doesn't look great. That could easily change because it's a weird weather pattern out here in California and hitting Southern California. And sorry, that is not in San Diego. The Dodgers and Padres kept telling myself I wouldn't do it like the other noobs out there. This game's in Mexico. It is in Monterey, Mexico. So that explains the rain. Because I was sitting there looking at the weather going, I live in kind of up by Monterey, San Francisco area. And there's no rain on California's forecast. Duh, idiot. It's in Monterey, Mexico. So uh, Dodgers, Padres, chance of serious, serious rain activity down there. So keep an eye on that one. Let's get at it. Let's dig in. Pitching is locked and loaded. You got four guys over 10K. There's three I could give the, the options of. Geo, I just can't do. Limited K upside uh, with Geo these days, but uh, he'll be the contrarian player of the four. But the guy up top, 12 4. If you're paying up for pitching, I'd just say screw it and you go all the way to the top to one Garrett Cole. The guy has been one of, if not the best pitcher in all of baseball this year. I won't get into all of his stats, but he's facing a D backs team, striking out 24% of the time. He's striking out almost 26%. Lots and lots and lots to like about Cole. And the D-backs have the lowest team total at 3.6. So, and you're in the humidor, and we've seen the humidor stats after a month have been pretty dramatic. Uh, you know, there's still going to be the home runs from time to time. There's still going to be all that. But as a whole, the total package of offense has deteriorated quite a bit in Arizona. So, Garrett Cole at 12-4 is up there, definitely. Then you got some guys. J.A. Happ. Is this a guy you want to spend $11,700 on? He's earned it. He's damn well earned it. He's facing a Tampa Bay team. That's going to you know, strike out a boatload. They're striking out 24% of the time versus lefties. Happ is striking out almost 25% with a 47% ground ball rate. These are all things you absolutely love. He's got you 30 or more points in back-to-back starts, 28 or more in three of four. He's been just pure filth, and the Rays are a hot mess, but they have shown an, an, an appeal to bats of late. Uh, they have a 3-8 total, third lowest on the slate. Lefties 239, righties 310 versus Happ. They have a 352 Woba, which is outstanding versus lefties, and an ISO of 187, which is above average. It's a, They've shown some thump of late in that lineup. We talked about on the recent Around the Bases pod. They've been playing really well the last you know seven to 14 days. So 
Happen 11.7 is a steep price tag, very low owned, GPP only, I'd say mass multi-entry only, not a single entry type guy, but he is up top. Um, I'm going to try to go fast through these because I have like 12 to 13 pitchers out of the 30 to at least mention, but you, you can almost make a case for 20 plus of these guys. So this is, I know I say it a lot and some people go, well, that's not what I'm here for. Come to the Slack chat. We talked a ton yesterday. I wasn't able to record small slates. Um, the more questions people ask, the more I'll mention stuff. I'm not just going to fight. I'll just start telling all the secrets or all the little things. But come in there. And this is a perfect slate for it. If you have any questions, there's no dumb questions. Fire away. Rick Porcello at 10.8 I think might be the most popular up here because, you know, he's going to be cheaper. You buy uh, like 1600 bucks to Garrett Cole. Porcello's been very, very good this year. Looking like the Cy Young Porcello. Basically 20 or more points in every single start. He's got the strikeouts working six or more pretty much every single start. Facing a Texas team, which is going to strike out 25% of the time versus righties. Porcello's look really, really good. He has given up a lot of hard contact. Those are something to keep in mind. Hard contact rate of 36%. You know, the ball will be flying out of Texas. When you look at the, uh, the Texas weather, it's uh, we've seen it across all, of Cal- or all of the United States. It is heating up. we got lots of windy conditions. And... Um, as the weather page loads up again, we look at Texas, and you got you know slight wind out the center, but it's going to be around seventy degrees with about seventy percent humidity, which is pretty solid hitting conditions. So keep that in mind when you're looking at Ricky Porcello. Uh, Texas's team total is is four point four. So when you think of the high price guys, Texas team total is middle of the pack. Lefty's three forty two, righty's three twelve off of Porcello. Average Woba, not good ISO versus righties. So Porcello could spin another gym and keep making people scratch their heads, or he could get shellacked in Texas. So to me, tonight is a night to not pay up for pitching unless you're going all the way to Garrett Cole. If you want the if you want the the cream of the crop, you go all the way to the top, as they say. Uh, these other guys, great pitchers on a different slate, you might justify their price tag. They could still perform greatly. But the part I like about tonight's slates, we got guys in the sevens, the eights, even I guess the nines, that could perform just as good. So if you're going up top, I'm going Cole one, Porcello two, Hap three. Let's talk the eights and the nine Ks real quick here. You know, Jose Barrios, I love him. Big K upside against the White Sox, but he was a little sketchy his last couple starts, four and five are in runs respectively. White Sox bats aren't no joke. Hopefully Mankata is back tonight. If he's not, that does help. But you saw Odorizzi. What made him so great on the small slate last night, he got, he got eight Ks, but they finally started hitting him by the fourth or fifth inning. Barrios is much better than Odorizzi, so at 98, you could go there if you want. Uh, if you want a GPP play, though, in Atlanta, Mike Fultonevich, a guy I never get right, but he's got three straight really good starts. Two of them are 23 points or more. He's at home against the San Francisco Giants. Might be a McCutcheonless San Francisco Giants. Most likely will be a McCutcheonless San Francisco Giants. It's the Giants team. We talk about it over and over again because some people just think, hey, it's the Giants. They don't do this. They don't do that. Well, it used to always be they don't strike out a lot. Well, they're striking out 24% of the time. They are definitely a strikeout team. Fulty striking out over 22%. His average fastball velocity is around 95 this year. He's looked really, really good. I've talked about him on a few different shows I do. And he just looks like that guy that's finally hitting his what people thought he could be. Now, does that mean... You know, he doesn't get shelled. It, we know Atlanta, that ball can fly. Brandon Belt's playing really, really well right now. Crawford can always run into one. Like, Belt's a guy I really like if you want to not use faulty. But uh, at 9400 bucks, he'll be extremely low-owned. Um, and you, you got a Giants team, team total of 4.27, less than the Texas Rangers. 
Uh, lefties 357, righties 312. But you look at the Giants, a 307 Woba versus righties, which is barely average, and a 144 ISO, which is really, really not good at all. So, you know, Fulty might give into a little, but he also could rack up the strikeouts big time. So at 9400 bucks, this is kind of where we're going, where I'm saying, you know, Fulty could easily outperform Gio or Porcello or Hap, or I'm not going to go as far as saying Cole, but Fulty could at least compete with those guys or out, outdo him, and he's a few thousand dollars cheaper. That's why if we want to differentiate tonight or make things different, you kind of you can go down a little bit on the pitching. I think it's it might be riskier because that's why things are priced the way they're priced. At the same time, you can still have tremendous upside. And these are kind of on a big slate. You got to kind of take different angles because you know, especially if you're in the mass multi tournaments, guys with 150 lineups, they're going to have every possible thing tonight. Personally, unless you're going all in with 20 entry max or 20 entry, you can kind of fool with, but like 150 max tournaments. May the force be with you. And I didn't just mean that because May May 4th, I'm a Star Wars fan. But uh, it's going to be tough. So tonight's a three max, single entry, maybe 20 max type night for me. And that's what I'd highly recommend for everybody else. After Fulty, we drop down a little bit more. Uh, you got Walker Bueller, 8,600 in uh, Monterey, Mexico against the San Diego Padres. Again, watch the weather. But Bueller's getting the start as Rich Hill's coming back on Sunday. Ryu's now out of the... Out of there with that groin injury, which is just nasty. Um, Bueller's got 17 or more points to two straight starts. His price tag has skyrocketed. Well, it was 8000 his last time out. He's got you five or more Ks in both starts. He's gone five innings in both. He got up to 94 pitches last time, so really he should be good to go for 100 easy. Um, 8600 versus the Padres. We know they strike out a lot. That's why I do like this as an option. They strike out 27.5% of the time. They're taking the cake on tonight's slate when it comes to strikeout rates. And Bueller has a 66.7% ground ball rate. That is outstanding. So when you have a ground ball rate of basically 67%, a K rate of about 26%, 86, 92, that limits the fly balls, let's say. Let's just put it real bluntly, it limits the fly balls. He does have a little bit of a walk issue, that's for sure. But uh, 8600 bucks, big time upside. Padres team with the second lowest total on the board, just a barely above the D-backs, 3.65. Lefties 281, righties 384. Uh, Bueller, if that game plays, that's a big if, and it's a late game, so you know all the East Coast games will be going before we really know, unless they just say screw it, we're canceling early, which would be amazing. Um, you're going to be playing with fire in that one, so Bueller's great, great play if he's pitching. Joey Lacassie's in that matchup. Uh, I love the kid. You can go there if you want. I'm not going to tonight. I'm looking at Miles Mikolas, eight thousand dollars at home against the Chicago Cubs. Mikolas, as advertised, three straight starts at 22 or more points. Uh, no more no more than two earned runs. He's got last two games, seven and six Ks. The ground ball, the fly balls are basically a two-to-one ratio. All the things we love here on quick hits. Really, really good. You know, he's facing a Cubs team that really hasn't started clicking yet. Striking out a little over 21% of the time this year. He's not walking anybody. Ground ball, like I said, two-to-one, literally a 50% ground ball rate. That is outstanding. With a 20.5% strikeout rate. So that's all fine and dandy. The Cubs have a 4.2 total. Lefty's 332, righty's 300. You know, the Cubs always bring that risk to the table. We know their offense can be dynamic. They know they can be electric. They just haven't shown it this year. So maybe they bust out of the shell tonight against uh, Mikolas in St. Louis. But at $8,000, again, this is a guy with 20-plus point upside. At 8K, you can see him performing just like Fulty at 94. Uh, Geo, Porcello, Hap. Mikolas can compete with all those guys at $8,000. And I'm not trying to say don't play those guys up top. I'm just saying there's so many options that you can just see where your lineup build is going to be. Do you want to go big on hitters 
Or do you want to kind of go sneaky hitters with big upside and go up for pitching? There's so many ways to build these lineups. And I'm just pointing you in the directions of options. I'm not building your lineups for you. Uh, so in the 8s and the 9Ks, I got Mikolas 1, Bueller 2, Fulty 3. Well, let's dip into your 7Ks, which is absolutely loaded. This feels like the always pressing pod for PGA DFS. There's like half the field is 7K. There's there's five guys, uh, six guys in the 7K range, and they're all pretty viable. You start off with Garrett Richards coming off his worst start of the year, but it was the New York Yankees. I'm going to give him a pass on that one because prior to that, he was absolutely amazing. Strikeouts were five or more in every game. He was going five-plus innings. He was being tw- very, very 20-plus point production type guy. 7700 bucks going into pitcher-friendly Seattle. Uh, K rate over 20% for Seattle. He's got his 27% K rate. Walks can be an issue, but a 55% ground ball rate. Richards is looking really, really good. I'm hoping it was just a hiccup. They have a 4.2 total. It's like seventh lowest on the slate. Lefty's 288. Righty's 294. The Mariners do have a very good Woba and an outstanding ISO versus righties. So they can pop off at a moment's notice. But at 7700 bucks, tremendous upside with Garrett Richards, and he will be on the list in this range. You go to a guy like Jose Quintana, he's still kind of like everyone's like, I don't want to. He's like the smelly kid from Charlie Brown to stay away, stay away from me. But he's good. Really, if you really dig into it, he's had two bad starts, but three of his last four have been outstanding. Basically 17 or more in three of the four, 26 and a half or more in two of those four. The two, those are both against Milwaukee, so he took advantage of that. But he pitched well at Colorado. He struggled against Atlanta and at Miami. Well, now he goes into St. Louis. And St. Louis is one of those offenses that, you know, again, boomer bust. You got Ozuna, who's just struggling, but he can crush lefties. You got Pham. You got uh, Jericho. You got DeYoung. You got Yachty. You got a lot of lefty mashers in that lineup. There's no sugarcoat in this. I think the ownership would be tremendously low on Quintana. They do strike out 23% of the time. He's striking on over 25%. With the ground ball rate of 45%. So, you know... We got to remember, Quintana used to be like a perennial top, you know, I'll say 10, I'll be nice, pitcher uh, in the AL for sure. You know, he had runs at the Cy Young. Very, very good stuff there. And he's facing the St. Louis team with a 4.3 total. It's below middle of the pack, close to middle of the pack. Lefties 260, righties do hit 335. They do hit him well. But when you look at the, the St. Louis Cardinals, they have a barely average Woba of 304 versus lefties and a really bad ISO of 145 versus, versus lefties. They have not hit lefties well, which is surprising with all those names I, I named off. And that's why I named them off, because that's going to scare people away from Quintana. And I get it. No one that's listening to this podcast, no one that talks baseball all day today, would be shocked if the St. Louis Cardinals beat up Quintana. Nobody. Because they have that talent on that offense. They haven't done it yet, though. They really haven't. And at 7600 bucks, you're getting a former pitcher we get in the five-digit range. With 20 to 25 plus point upside at 7600 bucks, This is the kind of sneaky value you can find on this slate. And I think if it's a gamble because he can get lit up. But if he produces the way he can, he puts you steps ahead and opens up bats. and opens up so much more for you that Quintana at 76 is definitely on the radar. Nick Pavetta, 7500 at Washington. The Nationals offense, you know, it's been clicking a little bit more, I guess you could say, with Bryce Harper. But really... They're getting three or four runs a game in matchups. They should really be, be smoking. And you got Pavetta, GPP-type guy, boomer bust, big-time strikeout upside, also can get hit. You know, the Nats only strike out 20.5% of the time. Pavetta, 24% K rate. Uh, all that goody-goody, 44% uh, walk rate. Or not walk rate, ground ball rate. 
Nationals four five total. It's uh it's about seventh highest on the slate. Lefty three twenty two, righty's three sixty two. So uh, Pavetta is in play, definitely in play. Maybe not the flashiest, but the kid has improved markedly and is worth a look. One of the guys I really like in this range is uh, Junior Guerra seventy four hundred. Coming since he's come off the DL, he's been outstanding. Eighteen point four or more points in three starts. Seventy four hundred bucks. It's a good G, this is a good cash game play with GPP upside. He's at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. When you look at Guerra, the Pirates strike out 19.4% of the time. It's not a huge strikeout guy. He's a big-time fly ball guy. So he could play with fire. This could be, you know, he's pitched so well, here comes the blow-up type thing. We don't know. But it's the seventh lowest total at 4.13 uh, on the season. They have a uh, Woba of 311 and a bad ISO of 142 versus righties. So Guerra at 74, definitely worth the look on tonight's slate. You know, you got guys like Zach Wheeler could be amazing versus Colorado. Colorado has been really, really bad on the road this year offensively. So Wheeler at 71 could be a sneaky play as well if you want to go that direction. But in the 7Ks, I'm ranking it Guerra 1, Pavetta 2, Richards 3, Quintana 4. But if you really, really, really want to gamble, I'll put Quintana number 1. I really, I will have Quintana in a lineup or two. There's no questions about it. I'm not building a ton of lineups tonight. Uh, Quintana will be in my my three max lineups at least once, maybe twice. I think he can differentiate things. He could end my night quickly, but I am a gambling guy because that's how you win tournaments is you got to be willing to take the, the horrific night or you go, it's boom or bust. If you just want to play cash games, do not play Jose Quintana. Just put it that way. But uh, that's your seven K's. Let's go down to the six K's. We'll go quickly through here. You got Nick Keenum, Kingham of the Pittsburgh Pirates making a second start. He was outstanding. You know, he had six, like shutout, no hit, perfect type innings. To start his deal, he went seven, one hit innings, nine Ks against the St. Louis Cardinals, 37 DraftKings points. He faces the Milwaukee Brewers, who do strike out a fair share of their own. When you look at Kingham, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? 30 pitchers to choose from. Milwaukee strikes out about 24% of the time, so definitely in play at 6800 bucks. Uh, they have a team total of 4.4, middle of the pack type stuff. So I don't hate him at all. He's going to be chalk. I will put that right now. Chalk down below. People are going to flock to Nick Keenum. Uh, you got guys like CC Sabathia. People, no one plays CC, and it is Cleveland who is on fire the last few days. Finally waking up. CC's off back-to-back twenty-two plus point performances. He's uh, like a cash game staple because he doesn't usually get shelled. He might give up three or four runs, but uh, he's a minus two hundred favorite against the Cleveland team. He's got a twenty percent K rate for Cleveland. His is eighteen point six. Limits the hard contact. Ground ball type guy. Uh, Cleveland's team totals 4.17. That's tied for 8th lowest on the slate. Lefty's 273. Righty's 323. You know, at 6500 bucks, you can do a boatload worse. So CC is really worth a look if you want to, you know, punt the pitching position or one of your pitchers. He's not going to maybe light the world up for you, but he's not going to kill you. And last but not least, Chris Stratton, 6K at the Atlanta Braves. The Braves offense might be one of the best in baseball at the moment, so buyer beware. He's coming off his worst start of the year against the Dodgers. He just had a baby, or his wife had a baby two nights before that. Who knows where his head was, his sleep schedule, anything like that. But uh, before the that start against the Dodgers, he's been outstanding this year. He's coming off of three straight 20-plus point performances. He's got that big upside at 6K. He could get destroyed at the same time versus his offense. That's just die no might right now. Striking out about 21% of the time. Stratton's 20% K rate. He is having to walk issues at times. Braves offense has a 4.7 total. It's the fifth highest on the slate. So it is very risky, but 6K does have that GPP upside. Not a cash game play. GPP only. So in your 6K range, 
You got CC1, Kingdom 2, Stratton 3. Now let's recap your pitching real quick. Up top, Cole, Barcelo, Hap, 8 9K range. Mikolas, Bueller, Fulte. In the 7Ks, Guerra, Pavetta, Richards, Quintana. If you want to gamble, Quintana is number one. Down below, CC, Kingham, Sabathia. Now let's go check out the bats, but before we do so, i got to talk to you about Draft, Draft.com. Draft in your app store. It's a great new way to play fantasy sports. I absolutely love it. It's a blast. You pick a pitcher. You pick two infielders slash DHs. You pick two outfielders, and you rock and roll. It's a snake-style draft just the way you like it. Your drafts are done under five minutes. I I love it. Uh, you can go pitching strategy. You can go offense. You can go sneaky. So many ways to approach it. Uh, you're you get paid out the next day. If you're in the NFL, they have best ball drafts going on as we speak. There's drafts going on all the time. Check it out. Use promo code SD Sports when you make your first deposit, and you'll get entry into a free $3 tournament. Again, it's draft.com, draft in your app store. Use promo code SD Sports for entry into a free $3 tournament. And it's really awesome. Ask me any questions you want, and I will answer them for you. It is a great new way to play fantasy sports. With that being said, let's check out the bats on tonight's 15 game slate. With a 15-game slate, you have all the usual suspects in play, as you'd expect. So with the catcher's position, you got Gary Sanchez at 4,900 versus Josh Tomlin. The Yankees are in a great spot. Tomlin, big-time fly ball home run guy. Yankees have the highest total at 5.3 on the slate at the moment. Lefty's 367, righty's 363. Yeah, Gary Sanchez, if you're paying up at the catcher, is a phenomenal spot to start. Buster Posey is making his return to Atlanta. He's a Georgia boy, uh, first-base catcher against Fulte at 39. I don't hate it. Uh, Wilson Ramos does hit lefties well, facing J.A. Happ, 3800 bucks. We talked about um, it's lefties 239, righties 310 versus Happ. So Ramos at 38 could be in play. Yadi Molina at 38 versus Quintana as well. There's going to be a ton of options on these slates, and you'll find some good punts at this position also. we got like Salvi Perez had a big game Thursday. He's 3600 versus Liriano. He's a nice cheaper option. Yon Gomes, 34 versus CC is another way you can go in that one. If you're looking at guys like Matt Weeders at 31 versus Nick Pavetta is an option when you get a little cheaper. When you get down to the sub-3K range, our boy Tucker Barnhart's always going to play at 2,900 versus Wee and Chen. Tucker Barnhart is a switch-hitting catcher, if you were curious. Uh, the farther down you go, if Austin Barnes is playing, he's second-base catcher versus Chessie at 28. Just remember, it might be pouring rain in Monterey, Mexico. When you dip down farther, you got guys like Manny Pena at 2,600 versus Kingham as a punt. Alex Avila at 25 versus Cole if you want a one-off. Um, uh, Martin Maldonado at 25 versus Leak is also in play. Other than that, check your lineups. Maybe a Bruce Maxwell at 25 versus Trashner in uh, the Oco Coliseum. Drew Butera at 23 in, for Kansas City if he gets a start is another cheapie versus Liriano. First base will be loaded as always. If you're not using Stratton, Freddie Freeman at 52 is hard to pass up if you have the cash. That's a great play. There's no sugarcoat in that. Yeah, Edwin Encarnacion, it is May, folks. It is not April. He is heating up, and he is facing a lefty in CC Sabathia at 4600 bucks. Edwin is in play. We've seen how he's done the last few days. He loves his lefties, and he's heating up. So Edwin at 46 definitely worth a look. Hanley Ramirez at 45 or Mitchie Tubags, especially if he keeps hitting in the middle of that order at 45 versus Bartolo Colon. The Red Sox are in a phenomenal spot in a great ballpark and a great hitting environment in Texas. They have the second-highest total at 5.15. Lefty's 348. Righty's 338. Lots to love with Boston again after another big night last night. Uh, Mitchie two bags up to 45, and he's earned it. Well worth it. If you want to go GPP home run upside, first base outfield Joey Gallo at 44. I mentioned I like Brandon Belt a lot. Uh, he never gets owned. 
He is playing really, really well. He's averaging nine points a game, hitting 304, six homers, 15 rabies, a 1,000.001 OPS. He's been really, really good. Uh, we know lefties can hit faulty quite a bit, maybe not as much as normal years. When you look at the Giants, they have a 4-3 total. Lefties 357, righties 312 off of faulty. So belt at 4,300 bucks has tremendous upside, and you're not, you're saving 900 bucks on the top priced uh, first baseman in Freeman. Belt's a really good play. Don't hate that at all. If you don't want to go all the way at the top on a slate like today, you could do a lot of interesting things. Like CJ Cron at 39 versus Hap, he's worth the look. Don't hate it at all. I still try to get up to Belt at that point, unless you're going to go down farther. Like a Matt Olson at 3900 versus Kashner. Uh, Olson hasn't really had the year people expected, but we know that power is tremendous and is always there. Oakland's team total is 4.8. It's the fourth highest on the slate, so they are a dark horse tonight because many people won't look that way when they look at New York or Boston or Atlanta. Oakland's much, much in play, and if you listen to the show enough, you know we are big on Oakland's bats all the time. Um, they're boomer busts. It seems like when they go off, they all go off. Lefties and righties both hit 341 off Cashner. The A's have a 343 Woba, which is one of the best in baseball versus right-handed pitching, and a 184 ISO. So there's a lot to like with Oakland. A guy like Matt Olson at 39, you know he could definitely leave the ballpark. So, you know, I'd go belt down to Olson if you're going, like, kind of skipping through the guys and going that direction. Jose Martinez does hit lefties well. He's facing Quintana at 36, if you feel so inclined. A guy like Yuli Gurriel, Chris Medlin making the start for Arizona. Houston is very live in this matchup. Chris Medlin used to be great. Chris Medlin can throw a great game every once in a while. Uh, you got Houston with a 4.4 total. Their bats are, have been really, really quiet lately. Really, really quiet. Uh, and that's the only terrifying factor here. I don't even count yesterday's kind of, what, the seventh inning where they scored five. It was kind of single singles. It wasn't really what you wanted. Correa went deep finally, but nothing crazy. But Gurriel at 35, you know this team's going to unload one of these days. Trey Mancini's always an interesting GPP play at 3,500 just for the power upside in his matchup. Uh, you got guys like Pedro Alvarez at 3,400 versus in a GPP only. Louis Valbuena at 31 is a guy we always like super cheap and good matchups. Mike Leake isn't that good at baseball anymore. He'll throw a good start together every once in a while. But you got an Angels team with a 4.35 total. Lefties 374, righties 324. 374 for lefties. So Louis Valbuena at 3,100, first base, third base eligible, could bring you some uh, nice GPP potential in that matchup. Other than that, check your lineups. There will be much, much more that opens up throughout the day. Second base, you got Altuve at 51, of course. Ozzy Albies at 5K. He's all the way to 5K, and he's worth it. I wouldn't be shocked if one day he's making he's costing more than Jose Altuve at this rate, and it's worth every justification point there. So very much a play at 5K, but if you're going down, Jed Lowry at 45 versus Andrew Kashner is outstanding. Worth every penny there. Mankata at 44 is not bad. I'd go to Lowry at 45 if I had to pick between the two. Uh, Whit Merrifield, 41 versus Liriano is okay. I don't hate it, but uh, it's not exactly where I want to go for Whit. Whit's good, but doesn't have that big, big upside every night. Doesn't mean he can't get on and steal a base or run into a homer and get it for you, but on a slate like tonight, I could differentiate probably elsewhere. A guy like... Um, Azdrubal Cabrera at 4K versus Cabrera, uh, Herman Marquez, not bad at all. Robbie Cano at 39 versus Garrett Richards. If you're not using Richards, that's a phenomenal price tag on a guy that does have 20-plus point upside at 3900 bucks. Like I always say, you on a night like tonight, you want the guys that are hitting home runs. It might not be a stacking night. You could definitely stack some of these games. There's no hiding that. But you want to make sure when you pick a guy in your lineup, that's why Wits, like, Wits more, I'm going to get two hits, steal a couple bases, hopefully come out with 15-plus points. He'll run into one once in a while, but Robbie Cano runs into one way more than once in a while. 
that's what you got to look at. You want those guys that got that chance to hit one, maybe two homers, got 20-plus point upside. A home run gets you 14 points. I want 20-plus points tonight from each guy because this could be a massively high-scoring night. Kanoma at 39 is a discount at that rate. Like He's got just as much upside, if not more, than Jed Lowry at 45. And I love Lowry. If you want to pay up, there's no hiding that. He could have a huge night against Cashner. Wind blowing out, high team total. Love all that. But Robbie Kanoma at 39, really solid look right there. You go down a little farther, um, a lot of banged up O's in the middle there. But you got like uh, Jason Kipnis does hit lefties well. He's 3,600. Finally went deep the other night. Uh, Jed Jericho is another power guy, GPP type guy at 3,500. Second base, third base eligible against Quintana. A guy to look out there. Ian Kinsler's only 3,500. He had a big night last night against Tillman facing Leak. Another guy you're looking at there. Uh, go Johnny VR at 33 if you need to punt the position. Other than that, like Alan Hansen, I talked about him for the Giants. If he's playing middle infield, he gets on and steals at 3K. Not a power guy at all, but maybe he gets on, scores. You're, you're praying, but see, he has... Whit Merrifield's much better than Alan Hansen. But on this slate, to me, they're almost the same, if that's making any sense to you, and you're saving 1100 bucks, I just... I, I hope Whit makes me eat my words and hits like two home runs tonight. I really do, but he hasn't shown it all year. He just hasn't. That's not the guy he is, so... Let's go to third base. Arenado at 51 is always worth a look. Uh, Donaldson is back. He went deep twice on Thursday. He's facing a bullpen game in Tampa Bay. Toronto is a play I absolutely love tonight because these bullpen games in Tampa Bay get ugly, really ugly. And Toronto's team total is only 4.2, which is kind of blasphemy with an offense that's playing as good as they are in a bullpen game in Tampa. It might struggle, but you got Donaldson at 5K, which is worth a look for sure. Eugenio Suarez has hit lefties extremely well in his career. He's 4700 bucks versus Wee and Chin. The Reds have a 4-6 total, sixth highest on the slate. Lefties 301, righties 283. As a team, they have a 336 Woba versus righties. Eugenio's back at 4700 Jose Ramirez has been heating up at 47. Don't hate that. Bregman at 43 is okay. Rafael Devers at 42 versus Cologne is a nicer, cheaper option there. Most definitely... Uh, Eduardo Escobar, I'll mention him night and night again. Another double-digit game yesterday at 4K. He's a cash game guy, not a GPP guy. 10 points. He's about a 10-point type guy. He doesn't have that 20-plus point upside. He does once in a while. Not nearly enough with some of the other names we've mentioned at third base. But definitely a cash game guy. Like I'd rather go Chapman at 4,000 with the chance to double dong over Escobar. That's the kind of thing I'm trying to explain to you guys here is you want that big boy upside on these slates. Big boy. Uh, Heimer Condelario at 39 versus Kennedy does have some upside in his matchup, maybe more like 15 point upside, but could go off in his. Uh, Kyle Seeger at 37, nice value there versus Richards. If you want to just take extreme value and just go for it all, he had another big day Thursday at 42 points on Thursday. He's just having a great, great year, hitting 270 with eight homers and 21 RBIs and 891 OPS. He's 3,600 bucks in a bullpen game. I'm talking on Hervis Salarte, always overlooked and underappreciated, and all he's doing is mashing the baseball right now. So Solarte at 36 is a phenomenal value at that position with tremendous upside, 20-plus point upside. So, yes, if you want to go cheap, and have, I have no problem with Solarte. He, I could see him competing with the tops at third base by the end of today. Miguel Einar at 3,600 versus Tallman, a guy that always gets overlooked in the, the Yankees stacks or whatever. You got Jed Jericho at 35. Again, mentioned him earlier. Both good options there. Pedro Alvarez at 34. Sneaky, double, least single, not if double dunk, GPP, if you're making a ton of lineups type guy. Yuan Camargo, if he cracks the lineup for Atlanta, he's third base shortstop at 32. Uh, Louis Valbuena at 31, mentioned him already. You got uh, Keener Falafa for Texas, he's 3K, second base, third base eligible. 
but I think there's better punts out there with better upside. But he's been batting third a lot in that lineup. GPP, maybe. Shortstop, Carlos Correa at 51 is in play. You got Bogey at 5K. These are all good plays. Didi Gregorius goes back to the Bronx where he crushes the baseball against Tomlin at 5K. Might be the top guy at that position, no doubt about it. Machado, Lindor hits lefties well. All great plays. All phenomenal plays. Trey Turner, all great plays. I'd probably go Didi uh, out of all those at 5K. That'd be my guy. Uh, you go down to guys like uh, DeYoung at 43 versus the lefty Quintana. Don't hate it. Marcus Simeon at 42. He's hitting lefties and righties right now. Prefer him versus lefties. But he's hitting them all leading off if you're, eight, if you're stacking the A's. Simeon should be a part of it at 4,200. Um, Anderson Simmons also hitting really, really well. 20-plus points last night. He's 3,700 bucks for his league. Uh, he's in play, especially if you're stacking. I don't mind him even as a one-off at 3,700. He's kind of the shortstop position this year. It's really top-heavy. As you noticed, I mentioned at the top, we have Correa, Bogarts, Gregorius, Machado, Lindor, and Turner at 4,600 and above. And then Segura and DeYoung at 44, 43. Then Simeon at 42. Shortstop used to be a position we could find tons of value. You're not finding it this year. They're all very, very good, and I have no problem paying for them. But if you don't want to, like literally, Eduardo Escobar, we talked about him. He's 4K even. But Anderson Simmons at 37 is solid, solid. You got Profar at 34 slowly waking up, but not great. I'd try to get up to Simmons if I was going that direction. But then if you go down to Camargo at 32, um, Alan Hansen mentioned him at 3K. And then you check lineups. Uh, Denny Echeverria does hit lefties okay. He's 3K versus J.A. Happ as a, as a cheapie. Um, Brandon Crawford, 2,800 versus Fulton Evich in that matchup. Could be good. If it doesn't rain in Monterey, Mexico. Freddie Galvis at 28 versus uh, Walker Bueller. So there are some options down there, but not nearly what it used to be back in the day. Let's go to the outfield. Mookie Betts just, if you can pay for him, you play him. Because Bartolo Colon at 5,800. Betts is... The MVP right now. He's beating out Mike Trout, which is crazy to say. Like that race between Trout and Betts is going to be crazy. So Betts at 58 is a play. If you can afford him, he is definitely a top, top tier play today. There's no hiding that. That's Captain Obvious type stuff. Same with Trout at 57. I still take Betts over Trout right now, but both phenomenal plays. Aaron Judge versus Tomlin. The Yankees, again, top team total. Tomlin's a fly ball guy. There's going to be some serious home runs in the Bronx tonight. Uh, Bryce Harper is a good play, of course. JT Martinez is always a good play. These are all Captain Obvious. Blackman, Stanton, Springer. I love Betts and Martinez and Trout. Those would be some top ones, but they're all great. You got Quintana at 49ers. Or uh, Fam 49ers Quintana. I don't hate that either. Reese Hoskins is freaking due. Like, really due. He's 4,800 versus Geo. I wouldn't be shocked if he finds the seats tonight. Uh, ben Intendi at 47 versus Cologne. I like that a lot. In that matchup, Otani at 47 versus Leak could be worth a look. Farther down you go, you got guys like Chris Davis versus Kashner at 46. He's in play. Uh, Mr. Acuna is just mashing the baseball at 4,500. If you can do Acuna, Freeman, and Albie stacks for the rest of the year, you just do it because those are three stacks that are going to pay off probably at least four days a week. Like it's just it's that crazy. They're that good right now. So if you just play them every day in a lineup, you're going to have some fun. As long as you don't bomb the pitching, they're going to be pretty damn good. Uh, Christian Yelich at 45. Don't hate that versus King of it all. Mitchell Porcel or Joey Gallivers Porcello earlier as a GPP option. Teoscar Hernandez in that bullpen game at 44. I love it. Mr. I barrel everything in that lineup. After Teoscar, you got guys like the Grandy Man at 43 and GPPs. Uh, Justin Upton at 43 had a good night on Thursday night. We know what his upside can be in his matchups. Uh, Nick Castellanos had a good Thursday. He's 4,200. Really good hitter. Always underappreciated. David Dahl at 41. 
hitting towards the top of that Rockies order. He's actually one of the guys that's still actually hitting during this skid they're on. Matt Adams is up to 4K, a little steeper price tag for him. Franchi Cordero, if the game plays at 4K, I like that versus Bueller. Franchi could launch something tonight. Uh, Eddie Rosario at 39 is always an option. I don't mind in that price range with the home run upside, big time production there in the middle of that Twins lineup against Fulmer, who's just not that good. Uh, Twins have the third highest team total at 4.8. Lefties 355, righties 402. So Twins is another team. Twins and the A's are the third and the fourth highest totals, and people will not flock to them like they should. So you can get some nice, cheaper bats with lower ownership with just as high team totals. Some may call that contrarian. Some may call that it's a 15-game slate. And ownership's going to be spread out quite a bit. But uh, Eddie Rosario at 39, definitely in a play. Adam Duvall versus lefty at 38. Duvall has struggled, but past history dictates he does hit them well. Jorge Soler, I love versus Liriano at 38. Soler is playing really well. I've mentioned him quite a bit lately about his change to the plate. He's walking more. He had 20 points on Thursday. Uh, he's had 10 or more in three straight, 20 or more in two of three. He's hit the ball really, really well. And at worst, he's got seven, eight, seven or more, like five straight, five or more, nine straight. Like he's playing really, really well at 3800 bucks against a guy like Francisco Lariano, which you know you can do damage. The Royals have a 4-6 total. It's two, four, seventh highest on the slate, barely behind the Reds. And righties are hitting 379 off Lariano this year. So Soler at 38 is a very solid play. He's been batting second in that lineup. I like that a lot at $3,800. bucks. i am going to definitely keep an eye on when you're looking at things. He uh, dropped down a little more. Max Kepler at 37. Another one of those twins we were talking about. You could take advantage of there. Uh, Aaron Hicks at 37. And always overlooked Yankee against Tomlin. He could be in for a big, big night. If, try to find cheaper ways to get involved in those Yankees and Red Sox things. And you might enjoy what you get. Because if they pop off like their team totals suggest, they're going to be just a, as much a part of it as the rest most likely. So get it while you can. Uh, Chew at 36 versus Porcello. Don't hate that at all. Uh, Ozuna versus Quintana at 36 if you're inclined to go that direction. Uh, Mazzara at 35 versus Porcello if you're inclined. Brett Gardner at 35, another cheap piece of that Yankees offense that can be very, very productive, especially if he's leading off tonight. That's a really solid play at 3,500. Lots of upside there. Uh, DeShields leading off for Texas at 34 could get on and run. You got guys like... uh, uh, who do we got left down here? Uh, it's pretty bleak, actually, once you drop down here. A lot of injuries are mediocre. Maybe Harrison Bader. Maybe not so much. Preston Tucker, if he plays at 31, but he's really not playing much anymore. Again, some guy named Acuna has taken over, which is pretty pretty cool. Uh, Jason Hayward at 31 versus Mikulis has a cheapie. Brandon Nemo at 31, if he cracks the lineup, that's a really solid cheapie. Same with Matt Joyce, if he's hitting towards the top of that A's order, it's Cashner at 31. That's a play I definitely like. So As you can tell, it goes from like 36, 35, 3600, and it just drops. Really nothing to be too excited about to get on like 3100. It's quite the drop off there. Robbie Grossman, if he cracks the lineup at 3K, is really good. Uh, Daniel Palka went deep yesterday. He's a big time prospect, or at least he was. He struggled. He got traded. He's first base outfield eligible at 3K. He's a guy I do like as punts almost night in and night out because he's hitting like fourth or fifth on that lineup with power upside. So it's like he can put up big time zeros, but the upside is there with Palka at 3K. Maybe not tonight versus Barrios, but it's still got to keep in mind in the future. You know, if there's days you don't listen to the show or whatever, he is definitely one of those kind of punt potentials. Cole Calhoun has struggled a ton this year, but he's 3K versus Leak, so he's worth a look. Uh, the farther down you go, you're going to have your Austin Jacksons at 5Ks. You're going to have your Rajai Davises and your um, 
your Brandon Geyers, as usual, in these matchups for CC Sabathia. They're both $2,600. I like Geyer more because he's got more power upside. And Rajai Davis will get pinch hit for more often than not if the pitching change takes place. Usually Geyer stays in all game regardless. But uh, if Davis is leading off, I get it. He can steal, score some runs at 2600 So there goes your bats on this slate. Let's recap the pitching, which is loaded just like everything else on a 15-game slate. Again, check us out in the Slack chat today with all of your questions. Up top, you got Cole 1, Porcello 2, J.A. Happ is third. In the 8s and the 9K range, you got Mikolas 1, Bueller 2, Fulty 3. In the 7Ks, Garrow 1, Pavetta 2, Richards 3, Quintana 4. If you are a gambling man like myself, Quintana is 1. And then down below, you got Sabathia 1, Kingham 2, Stratton 3. Kingham will be the shock. All right, let's check out your BVP on this loaded 15-game slate. Francisco Lindor, 5 for 9 with a double off CC. Uh, Encarnacion, 15 for 55 with four doubles. He's only given up two home runs and a pretty big sample of this whole team. Ryan Zimmerman, four for six with a double and a homer off Pavetta. Odubel Herrera, or no, Cesar Hernandez has a homer off Gio. Ian Desmond, five for 17 with a double and a homer off Zach Wheeler. Duffy's taking J.A. Happ deep. Not a ton of BVP yet. Brandon Crawford, though, 6 for 12 with a double and three home runs off Fulton Evich. Buster Posey, two homers. Brandon Belt, five for 12, three homers off of Mike Fulton Evich. Some guys to keep in mind. But it is a different Fulton this year, I'll clarify. Since you chew, 13 for 46, six doubles off Porcello. Mitch Moreland, four for 15 and double and two homers off Bartolo. JD's taking him deep as well. Starling Marte, five for 11, two doubles off Guerra. Not much, not much. Brian Dozier, two for three, two homers off Fulmer. Lobo was taking him deep also. Salvador Perez, four for ten with a double and a homer off Lariano. Whit Merrifield has taken him deep, two for nine with a homer. Miggy um, Cabrera, who left injured yesterday, six for 19, two doubles, a triple and a homer off Ian Kennedy. Uh, Paul Leong, two for four with a homer off Quintana. Dexter Fowler, a double and a homer as well. David Peralta, 4 for 6, 3 doubles off Garrett Cole. Chris Owens, 4 for 9, 3 doubles. Matt Joyce, 3 for 7, 2 homers. is a $3,100 bat right there. Mike Zunino, 6 for 10, a double and a homer off Garrett Richards. D. Gordon, 5 for 10. And Justin up to 9 for 20 with a double, triple, and a homer off Leak. Andrelton Simmons, a guy we talked about a lot, 7 for 18, 2 doubles, and a, uh, a homer off of Leak. So definitely some things like there. Balbuena, 7 for 21, 333 average with two doubles. So yes, the Angels could be very, very much in play. So there you have it. MLB DFS Quick Hits in the books on your 15-game Friday slate. Locked and loaded. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. At thesportsdgens, you got Francisco releasing this week's Italia Serie A soccer plays this morning. Ready for your viewing pleasure. We got Bench Above, episode 92, recording tonight with Yancey Eaton. Had some technical difficulties last night. We'll be busting it out tonight. You got Around the Base with Bubba, episode 62. Interviewed Eric Arditi of Barstool Sports, their Orioles blogger. Breaking that down, so go check that out. Uh, we do have Bench with Bubba, episode 91 with John Law. Recap on the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective. Really good stuff there. Tons going on at these sports teachers. Check it all out. I am on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Get in the Slack chat. It's getting more and more active. I love it. Let's keep growing that thing. It's for everybody. It's not just baseball. It's all sports. It's gambling, whatever you want it to be. It's not just DFS either. Season long, the works. So come check us out. But good luck tonight on your 15-game MLB DFS slate. This was Quick Hits, May 4th edition. I'm out.